episodes. Alcahest. Welcome back to Sus Alcahest. Today we talk to the Kill Grid. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me on. Uh, yeah. I re- yeah, really appreciate it. Absolutely. We, we got a lot of things to talk about. First off, I uh, I don't actually remember how what the first online encounter was. Uh, it was on Instagram, and I saw your stuff, and I was, I was pretty blown away. You have a really great art style. Oh, wow. Thanks. <laughs> but, Thank you. Um, but it's also your subject matter. I mean, for – I mean, not that I want to take away from the the – seriousness of what you do like it's got the conspiracy tones all the different tones that like drew me in and then uh, i got your zine and like you it's well laid out like it's organized it goes uh it's kind of like uh here's this thing here's these things to worry about here's like quotes and there's there's a narrative in it but it's it's well put together like in an organized fashion but 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 it also has a bunch of stellar art to go with it yeah, I, I thank you. Uh, it's good to get the feedback. Um, I probably overthought it a little bit, um, but I definitely wanted there to be something that you walked away with. You know that that you uh, would. The funny thing is, uh, <laughs> with the zines and everything, it's like I don't read other people's zines. You know, like not commonly. Like, I'll pick them up and go, wow, that's cool, and look through them. Yeah. And so, like, I was asking for a lot to, like, put words into it. And uh, and so, yeah. And But the, the imagery, um, I think, was... Uh, uh, that's kind of just the style in which that I make digital art. So yeah. just trying to crystallize those ideas, kind of give, give those ideas some sort of body that they can... Yeah you know, you can reflect on, but yeah, I appreciate that you, uh, read it and, uh, and saw that structure, you know, what did you, yeah, what did you think? Did you, did you get it? Uh, or was I did. it too opaque or no, okay. no. I mean, uh, I, my, my background and where I live, like, um, what the, what the, all right, first off, before I start saying that, have I been mispronouncing uh, zines for like over a decade? <laughs> Every I time I see that word, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say it. I've been I've been walking around. I I, I was uh, like the shops in like Chicago. I'd be like, oh, there's a cool uh, zine. <laughs> right. Because like design or something like that. Right. Magazine. Magazine. That's like why yeah. I would assume it's because it was a fan magazine. Right. But originally they were like punk rock fan magazines and they call it they would they would call them fanzines oh uh, okay uh, so you've you've obviously heard this word spoken you know i, <laughs> I think i made that i've heard made that same mistake back in high school when i made my first zine i oh. think i called it a, i think i called it a zine and somebody laughed at me oh uh, you learned really quick <laughs> yeah i yeah, don't know I, I could be i could be wrong you know what i mean i come I'm, you know, I'm out here. I have, I have, I've never heard it spoken. I don't think so. You are probably right, and you made one, so I'll just defer to you. Okay. Uh, It it reminds me when I was when I was like a little kid. uh, I always, I was like really confident, and I would always call uh, World War Two War War Two, and and one day my mom was like, "It's not World War Two, it's World War Two, and I'm like, 
No, it's not. <laughs> oh, you would say, you would double the war? war yeah, war? I was just like, oh, it's <laughs> it's World War One and World War Two. It was it was oh, hilarious. I had this. I had a similar one. It was uh, I thought it was nip it in the butt. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it made kids. sense. It made sense to me. <laughs> yeah, made sense to me too. I don't know what. what I mean, let What's it let it be its, its own thing. Yeah. It, it's that's war, bro. You know, who cares if it's mm-hmm. all over the world? It's war, war. There's two of them. You know? There's two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, okay. All right. So your original question was what I what I thought and yeah, uh, they, didn't what, resonate. Like if, yeah. Yeah. So all right. Um. So where I'm at and like my location, just my background. There's a lot of people around here. I think would really dig it, at least in like my demographic and area. Um, like there's kind of like this, uh, overarching paranoia and then it's accelerated by like the world economic forum and stuff. And, and like, um, around here, like as a kid, I remember, uh, actually when I was reading your zine, I zine, I remember, um, this childhood memory, there was this, um, newspaper. It was like the mark of the beast is near. And, uh, it, it, they showed like, um, this, this uh, microchip and it was like the size of a grain of rice and they're going to put it in you and, and it's going to be revelations all of a sudden. And so there is like this like angst that like kind of, there's like these veins in the U S where this, this kind of angst is. And when, okay. So then a completely happenstance, I think it was either last night or like two nights ago on uh, I think it was Instagram. There was this reel of a New Zealand uh, girl that was like, Hey, um, I just got my, my chip. And, and she was like, Mm. I have my medical history. I've got my bank account. I've got like every single thing ever about me. And whenever I want to go pay, I just scan my, my, my wrist. Yeah. Wave. Yeah. (laughs) And then, and then she was just like all perky about it. And, or no, it wasn't New Zealand. It's Australia. They're doing this on Australia and they're doing mm-hmm. it for free, which is a big red flag for me. Like mm-hmm. when the government offers like a tagging service for free, mm-hmm. that's weird. Anyway, so uh, yeah. so she's like all chipper and like, you know, running around talking about how this is. And then and then she was like, I just love it. And they give you a free cookie. I'm like, <laughs> I almost made a, a story where it was like, <laughs> no. uh, get the mark of the beast, but you'll get a cookie at the end, at least. Yeah. Um, but it's like that kind of thing. I mean, the whole idea of a one world government, a one world currency, uh, this kind of thing that China like like the subject matter that you 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 breach on is like <clears throat> China is talking with uh, different countries in South America and Central America trying and, and Russia. They're trying to get away from the petrodollar and create their own uh, currency. And what I see is like okay yeah that's going to be not good for the US economy now granted they don't have a really good a lot of these countries don't have a good uh track record with scaling money even though it's fiat money um so it, even though there's all this fiat stuff like the, the the oil and the resources is the only reason it hasn't collapsed yet and it's because mm. we're an empire and we're at the tail end of it if no one's caught on to that yet but right um, so like you got, you got all these elements throughout it and, um, yeah, it's terrifying. I mean, it's, it's like the worst dystopian, like techno 
Um, it's like when big tech companies and the government are so in bed with each other, it's hard to distinguish the two. Um, like this whole thing with Twitter, like who knows how much of this is real when, you know, Elon is like publishing what the government was doing. They, they had the ability to read our DMS. They had all mm -hmm. of this stuff, but newsflash, like if they have key logging software on our phones, him making end to end encryption won't matter because all they have to do, all your phone has to do is send a ping to wherever their servers are. Uh, and they have all your key logs. So as long as they get that message before it's sent and encrypted, it does encryption doesn't matter. Mm. So anyway, so yeah, when I read your zine, th th this is the, all the kind of things I think about. Um, and and they're playing out, and and it reminds me of stuff I remember in my childhood, and it's much more advanced and accelerating now in in terms of what is going. On. So I'll just now yeah. now I'll kick the ball to you. No, uh. You're right. It is a, it is overwhelming. Uh it's moving quickly. Um you know, I kind of I kind of sometimes wish that I had done the zine sooner. Uh, mm -hmm. that I had put all this stuff together sooner. Um but that's purely for like an like in an egotistic manner, like because like oh, then it would have been like a little bit um more obscure. Like now it's almost like by the time I put this thing out or put out the next next one, it's like old news because it's accelerating so fast and uh, but that's in in a, in, a, in some way a good thing because people are catching on it's becoming more public mm -hmm. um you know the sort of naysaying has toned down a bit um in terms of things like that would be considered like oh this oh you think it's the mark of the beast oh it's the illuminati it's the new world order you know these mm -hmm. sort of uh amorphous boogeymen of conspiracy theory or whatever uh now it's become a lot more clear i i would think you know i think it it has a name now or there's a, something that people can point to now uh even though it's never really been hidden um in terms of like this organization let's say that uh that has in in their in their documents in their uh philosophy the type of structure that we would we would that we're referring to you know this like sort of beast system mm -hmm. um you, you know with the world economic forum and what they've said and um but it goes back you know i mean there's uh not to get too far off of the, the zine itself but uh the you know there's brzezinski and his uh the um what was it called between two ages his book between two ages the, oh, the role I, of america and that yeah the role of america in uh the technotronic era um, okay there's i mean Aldous huxley's book brave new world he has brave new world revisited talks a lot about this kind of mm -hmm. system i think you know uh someone that would be just kind of an all-around um good source or i wouldn't say source but like aggregator uh of this information he he lives in your state uh you know uh jay dyer uh no. jay dyer lives in tennessee uh he's okay. got a show called jay's analysis okay he really covers um the source documents of what you the technocracy if you want for lack of a better word okay um so 
um that's like kind of an all around he's really funny too i mean in in a cringe sort of way yeah he's funny uh he's actually he's on um alex jones's show on fridays he does the last hour on fridays now oh um, wait is he an old guy with a beard no no he's he's young he's probably uh 40 something oh okay 40 years old yeah he's young he, he doesn't have a beard um I'll look him up after this. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I want to. Yeah. I want to. I want to he, hear he, that. He does a good job of. He he broke down uh, tragedy and hope. He's broken down a lot of the the writings of of what you know what what's commonly referred to as you know the Illuminati or or whatnot. But um, a lot of that stuff I think is. Um, let me see if I can bring it back down to the zine level again, though, in a second. But a lot of the stuff that is like in the sort of the conspiracy realm i think uh is is it's out there it's fun to to talk about um but there it like you said there's a sense of seriousness to the zine and, and even though like the imagery is kind of over the top and uh, like sci-fi-ish um but there there is uh there's an actual uh what would you say operate operator you know yeah. it's not it's not it's not just a theory like, oh, I see these things happening. Here's how I've connected the dots. You know, there's right. Oh, right. No. Now I do have a question for you. So okay. when we're talking about all this subject matter, mm -hmm. um, I am of the opinion now that um, the all right. When we talk about them, mm -hmm. what I what I am envisioning is there's pockets of of wealthy interest or mm -hmm. power interest. So like. You have the CEO of this company. Like, think of like the major ones. The, and I'm not mm -hmm. just talking about like the seven company. I'm I'm talking about like, all right, you you have, uh, you know, Twitter, Amazon, um, Johnson and Johnson. Like, just these companies that are huge. Right. I, the big. What I. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was just agreeing. Like the big pharma companies. Uh, yeah, just just all of these. Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, mm -hmm. Lockheed Martin, Boeing, all all of this stuff. I mean, we, there's a countless yeah. list of them. But but what what I think is, I don't think there's like a guy at the top chomping a cigar. I, no. I think I think what there <laughs> is is there are there's um there's factions of pockets of wealth and power that have some kind of view that they want to execute. Mm -hmm. So it seems like there's more organizing lately. So, I mean, you can look at a whole lot of different things. Davos, World Economic Forum. Uh, what was the one in Brussels that they did a few years back? It was a thing for a while. I, maybe it was... I they, mean, they no, have the, the Bilderberg group met Bilderberg. all around, but they, they would go to Brussels a lot. Yeah. That's that's the one I was thinking of. So you got like Davos, Bilderberg, all this stuff. Um and they're sitting down all together, like mm -hmm. the the wealthiest, powerfulest people in like one room is is ridiculous. And then they're they're it's like Bohemian Grove, like all right. these heads of state and power and companies are all like chilling together in a hot tub, like just go well, what are they discussing? Uh, and then if you ever get one on the spot on camera, well, we don't discuss policy. Uh, this is a gentleman's court. Right. It's like okay, bro. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah. so, so I, I, and I think whenever we see something weird, like a good example, not, I'm not just saying this, but a good example is like, you know how everybody freaked out about the, uh, 
the oh and don't even get yeah the balloon but don't even get me a start on epstein that's a whole nother Mm -hmm. when we see stuff like the epstein thing or the the balloon the spy balloon and then all of a sudden all the news organizations are centered around this one thing when there's like a million other things to be concerned about they center Mm -hmm. in on this like one goofy thing uh it's it's like we i think what we're seeing i don't necessarily think they're always distractions i think some of them are i think they're I think what we when when these different factions disagree and wage war with one another, I think that that war looks so different than what we would imagine. Like when those two mm. energies opposing forces collide, we see something odd and we see like we see something like all the news go into like a stupid balloon and it's like it's not necessarily the balloon, but something, I feel like there's something there that we don't really know how, how to ask the question in the first place. Like I don't, but my instincts are telling me there's some, we're every now and then when we see something weird, that is like a little, we get a little peek behind the veil, even though we don't even know what we're looking at of, of Mm -hmm. like think like the internal mechanisms kind of disagreeing with one another or something. But yeah, generally kinda, speaking, they're all organized. So, right, right. I, I you you bring to mind an image in, in my mind of like it's a it's kind of a dark one, but you know the uh, the battered wife. You, you see the black eye, and then she says, mm-hmm. "Oh, I fell down some stairs, or I yeah. hit a door." Yeah. And you're like, "Well, something bad happened, but I don't know what it was." Exactly. Yeah. You know. I, and and so like without any more information like it's not that we're like the stupid masses it's like mm. we're just we're completely left in the dark to these psychos that run everything and right. and now the other thing that i'm that i'm i think is like n- conscious nature like nature seems to like self organization in some mm-hmm. fashion some way yeah. like it's almost like this is inevitable because of the way like okay you are like start with when the states were like brand new or start we're mm-hmm. still adding states and then and then companies and you got these you know cowboys and then you got these like sheriffs of towns that basically ran the town and then you've got like the oil tycoon down south that like basically owns and runs and is the dictator of his little town and then the right. union and then the confederacy and then you got all of these different factions kind of straightening each each other out like you you got uh what when it comes to governmental when you get into state powers when you get into company powers and then all of a sudden the government says oh the company can't do this or that for the people and then you have and then all all it all kind of smooths out to what we got now like what what mm-hmm. it's almost yeah. like what else would we, what were we to expect? And then, and then, like, because there's always going to be the, the hierarchy. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah. I mean, you can observe this behavior in chickens. There's always like the top chicken. Even even when you separate the the uh, the roosters, there's always one hen that that runs the roost. Yeah, it, they call it, it, it like, like pecking order, right? Yeah, exactly. There's <laughs> always some kind of order to it, and this is like just an expression of this it's almost like it's not pre-planned or nefarious it turns out nefarious but it's like um it's like organisms can't help themselves Mm -hmm. i don't know if i'm explaining that right no i i totally agree and i I think um that that actually does really dovetail into 
um, kind of my, the opening of the, the zine um, where I talk about it being a pattern and, and, and being uh, mm -hmm. sort of inevitable due to our nature that, that we're going to organize things, that we're going to that we're going to categorize things. Yeah, that, so, that scene comes to mind that you have in the, uh, of all those big towering things that we built to extend our life or protection or whatever, but they ultimately become what they become. Um, mm -hmm. But but they were they were put there for a purpose, like originally. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, it, uh, it it kind of uh, there there is maybe a, a, a sort of a an unseen story in in this, and I'm actually kind of referring to um, Genesis in this book. Uh, oh, okay. And the idea of the fall, and then falling falling out of sort of a singularity with God mm -hmm. that 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 idea and then then when once uh these the Adam and Eve characters are casted out into the corporeal you know into the, into the sort of matter the the, the world that we live in cuz we don't we don't know what it would have been like in this garden mm -hmm. you know uh then then we're faced with um, pokey, thorny things, and you know, suffering. So yeah. we start to then uh, try to adapt that uh, to that to the hostile environment, whether it's fire or clothing, and then like technologies for farming, and and all and all these things that we sort of like layer upon ourselves to kind of ward off that that uneasiness of being naked. Of, yeah. of of knowing that we're gonna die, and so in this in this scene, I I you know I I wanted to um, you know the 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 instinct when I started doing this zine was to just like go on a rant, just go, yeah, it's a new world order. They're here, you know, to exterminate us, you know, yada yada yada, and just keep going on and on. But I I was worried that if I made that zine. Then I would I wouldn't make another one that like I would have exhausted all the thoughts mm -hmm. and it, and 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 it wouldn't have come out any more coherent than than you know you and your like you know you and your like myself and my buddies like uh, drinking and and just going on rants you know it'd right, be interesting exactly. but it, at the end you'd be like what were we talking about there were some oh, good yeah. ideas in there but like what was it. <laughs> And so, so you're I, trying I, to like you're trying to distill this into like installments, right? So yeah. I, 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 you know, the the impetus was um, during the lockdowns. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I like to call them lockdowns because I think if we um, focus on it as like a pandemic, then it seems a little more justified. But like, yeah, yeah, the the lockdown. I think at that time I was I was thinking, okay, well, maybe that's what I have to do the zine about and i i had some narratives in mind on that but I, I it was a little too close to home it was a little it was it's, it's a, it was a hard thing to put together at the time because you know i didn't want to be uh i guess like wrong in my assumptions because they were mm -hmm. you know like i think we had a pretty good idea of what was going on on the non-medical side 
or you, you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah. like oh like yeah where, where, where you get a little bit outside of like oh we're just trying to take care of people <laughs> you know, oh, like, oh oh you mean they, it wasn't or... about the blank checks that, they, that the government <laughs> was writing to <laughs> right right so like so you can start see that was that's when you when you knew okay some there's something more because yeah if it were purely a, a health issue it, it it wouldn't have needed to be what it was so but you know it would have been a lot of assumptions you know just based off of what we knew was coming um and so i thought well you know what 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 is coming out of this and i thought well what's coming out of this is this acceptance that we would take something like a mark for access you know that we would we would either change something about ourselves or even just wear something yeah to prove that we were worthy of access to life to 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 social interaction to economic interaction and so i thought dissecting what a what that even is what is a mark i think was kind of the point right to like try to i don't know get myself to understand or get people to understand that it doesn't have to come in the way that maybe it's portrayed in a movie or in a book if we can understand what a mark is and what it does then um and then we'd be be able to see it more i think you know if you if you if you let me uh go on a little tangent here no, please. Uh, um I, I think that one thing that blinds blinds us from reality is actually the the narratives that we take in that inform us of things like evil tyranny uh even good guys even like romantic stories so um not to destroy the the not to just throw the blanket hollywood oh hollywood you know thing but but really if you think about like i'm gonna go just like all the way with like say something like nazi germany i know it's pretty cliche but i think it's easy to understand no i was about to say the imagery that you included relating to that was mm. i think important i mean it 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 drives the point home because mm -hmm. that's a very real thing that happened Mm. And, and, and if, if we forget certain things that, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I know you're going to, I don't want to take your thunder away. So no, but, no, no, I, but that's, that, that's, but that, but that great. imagery I thought was important to include when I saw that the first time. Yeah. Yeah. I think it hits, you know, what does it yeah, say? It does. Uh, a mark discriminates, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, but there's like, there's two ends to that, right? They, they use, uh, the the Nazi regime and like the Holocaust or whatever to, um, you know, it, it's like a catch-all, right? You can use it as an argument for an argument against, but I think what's more dangerous than just saying like, Oh, you're in, well, not, I don't know how to, how to really say it, but let me just try to make this point and then maybe we can yeah, yeah. look at Take it bigger. Time. But, um, the point is like, okay, so George Lucas does a really good job of, portraying nazis uh who who else um steven spielberg they do mm -hmm. this great great job at like creating these nazi imagery and un unfortunately i think that's what people think like honestly that's what people think nazi germany looks like is like the movie mm -hmm. and i think what or or the the, the little black and white films and and, yeah. the, and it becomes a composite in their mind yeah. of what what tyranny looks like a and the part that simulacrum 
yeah what yeah good word like the what what uh what the part that's left out is that they don't realize is that's not what the people there saw they they saw it norm it was normal it was glorious like maybe the, some yeah, people that the one in it. it yes yeah yeah like or, or even the citizens it, yeah, the there wasn't a dark average, overtone in in, no. in 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 terms of they were excited. The, this dude exactly. pulled like their economy out of nothing. I mean, that mm -hmm. economy tanked, and then all of a sudden you've got like this insane amount of engineering and wealth prop up mm -hmm. basically overnight on on like a country timeline. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, with you. well, and 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 what I'm saying is when tyranny doesn't look like hollywood people can't recognize it you know what i'm saying yeah so yes the 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 box we put the the stereotypical cinematic nazi in mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is like right, so. is almost to our detriment because you could like a good example i heard a while back was you should probably stop calling everybody a Nazi that disagrees with you because <laughs> yeah. the second a real Nazi shows up, you're not going to know what to look for. Right. You're like, not going to re recognize it. Yeah. And um, I, yeah, that I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. So it, it, and, and, um, uh, and so what, what I, you know, we were talking a little bit about this earlier and, and, I, and I almost, it was kind of exciting was the frame, right? It, it's, um, it's like that that's a big part of it. You know, you were saying like these distractions, what seems like distractions or like, you know, the like, oh, there's this emergency there the the, the weather balloon or mm -hmm. or you know, the supposed spy balloon or whatever. And and it's this frame, you know, that and what it is is it's the media's ability to decide what to focus on. Yeah. You know? And so In in a sense, it's like what you focus on will then uh, make you perceive what is important. So, like, if the media can get your eyes, you know, sort of secondhand to focus on something more and more, then you perceive it as important. Not to say that it isn't, but you're going to perceive it as important because you see it a lot. And I think this phenomenon happens in celebrities. It's it's illustrated in celebrities really well because. You could take a, like you know the the classic. It's you know small time small town girl, pretty mm -hmm. girl, charismatic, can sing or something. All the talent of a major superstar, but if you don't show her image over and over again in intimate detail, and make the the public, if it's not if you don't have that repetition, if that frame doesn't center around her enough to like create the idea of importance then she doesn't become a star yeah you know and so i think that that's the kind of power that we're talking about i think with some of this stuff is we it i don't know i don't know if that like makes the conspiracy more obscure or more relevant uh, um let me try to unpack it like so i understand what you're saying so so are you saying that the powers that be that can put uh, a image of a singular person up enough times 
to enough people that that in its of it, all right all right you know what this reminds me of it reminds me of when the lockdowns happened and all this stuff and mm-hmm. none of these companies were just going belly up if everything was the way it seems like oh you gotta you know make a company and it's gotta do really good otherwise you won't survive if that mm-hmm. was the case then a lot more companies would have failed during the lockdowns they were getting money from some entity somehow so going back to your point it's almost like these old institutions like uh, the news hollywood Mm -hmm. uh, whatever it is that puts the the people magazine whatever it is that i was thinking about it i was actually thinking about this uh it was either this morning I i always forget when i think about something but it was like this lady that was so proud uh she was showing her apartment off and she and and it was like a documentary, like a short you know YouTube documentary. And she was showing off her fancy apartment in Greenwich Village, and all the her different types of wallpaper. And then she showed this archived book. She was like, "This is the first time I got in Vogue," and she's like, "My my installation was right here." And I thought to myself, "Well, first off, that's two pages. It's I mean, it's cool that you got in Vogue, but it's also like I don't know, not that impressive." But it made me think of how much importance this rich lady in new york went to the trouble of getting like an archival book of vogue of the issue she was in and how much importance that publication Mm -hmm. of her stuff was that that many eyes and the kind of people excuse me the kind of people that view that magazine you know it's the right people it's her people and Mm -hmm. everyone saw it and it was so important to her so like flipping back to your point of like this this uh actress that is shown enough like um mm-hmm. it's almost like these companies like movie theaters should not exist right now they should have all gone out of business yeah it's surprising uh, yeah so is it is it that these things are propped up by these secretive money and dark money because they're not supposed they're not re- the them making money is like a side effect it's like good they like it it works but when it's not like they still have to exist to show these things that we deem important otherwise that infrastructure starts failing like you were saying if it's not Mm -hmm. shown enough times it has no value if they don't become a star it has no value same same in a in a a physical printed publication a newscaster a this a that if we all stop watching it completely loses its power so they can't they 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 can't not exist for the system to keep doing its thing so some Mm -hmm. someone or something is propping it up it's like the the amount of weird money like you know what is really weird the hotels that were vacant for like a year i don't know if you i tried to go to one i um um uh i drove down to atlanta and uh we got uh we we decided like oh uh, let's get a uh a place and we, we thought we could just go into the lobby and get it no you can't. Not only was their parking garage vacant, there was nobody there but like the person at the desk. Like there was like two mm. or three people that worked there that you could see. Um, and the thing still existed and they wouldn't let you had to go on your phone. They wouldn't let they had a stupid COVID policy where you couldn't <laughs> go to the desk and get a, a room. Here's my money. Take it. They wouldn't do it. And so we had to go online. 
And it was like this massive thing. It went on until like 1 or 2 a.m. We finally get the room because we we did the online thing and the front guy desk was nice. But it's like, how does this exist? It just, sorry, mm. that's a little bit of a side tangent. No, I but get it. it. Pl- I get it. It, pl- it plugs into like the the magazines the the movie industry the news all of these things like okay fox they basically have no viewership anymore same as cnn they've they've tanked but they still exist (laughs) yeah they do uh they have a lot of money like it it, the the owners the owners have a lot yeah murdoch has a lot of money (laughs) yeah it's kind of like um yeah you make a good point i think i think it's like uh I think it's like you can't get rid of it because then that's actually the the that's actually your power. It's not the money itself. Right. It's, it's the it's the talisman of yeah. the, the media, right? It's 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 you know, like I'm not like I'm not saying like it's one of those the common um prefaces. I'm not saying everything's a conspiracy. Right. But, um and, and <laughs> but everything's think, a conspiracy. <laughs> but everything's like, you know, it's like some some of it it's 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 necessary and, and kind of obvious, you know. Yeah. If you build if you build the church, you want it to be big. You know, you want it to be so, like big yes. in the sense of, of it inspires you, you know, because yeah. you're you're tr- you're trying to honor a, a higher ideal. So yes. you're gonna have these sort of innate um properties of buildings or whatever but i think you know like when you see like a, a courthouse it's it, it 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 it's usually designed to give you a sense of authority yeah and so so the same thing the same branding concepts apply to um news out news outlets to medical you you're trying to build a confidence in the consumer the person that's going to be coming mm-hmm. there. I mean, if, if, if you may, you could probably do surgery in an apartment building. It may be oh, a little uh, yeah, bit yeah. dangerous, but you could probably <laughs> do it. But yeah, would I go into an apartment building to get surgery? Mm-hmm. Like I would be, I'd be like pretty freaked out. I would yeah. need the sense <laughs> that like, Oh, it's clean. There's it, an authority here. There's an right that it's, you know, so that, that I think is a big part of it a big part of how it all works, you know, is, um, you know, I think going back to the, the pandemic and sort of the, what, you know, you're describing this sort of like mental charade. You're like, is this even make sense? Is it logical? I think, you know, uh, from a compassionate sense of, of the whole thing is, you know, when that started, it was very, it, 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 it created a lot of anxiety in people and, and the anxiety was already there. You know, we forget that like there were riots. I mean, not we, but you know, maybe people forget that there were like riots all over the country. Mm-hmm. There was this heightened sense of anxiety about where things are going right before that broke out. Um, mainly because like there was this sense that Trump was the end of the world mm-hmm. or the savior. So there mm-hmm. was this, it was, <laughs> you know, di- it was one dichotomy. or the other. <laughs> right, right. There was this dichotomy that created this uh, anxiety. So if you imagine that this thing comes in and it creates this really high sense of anxiety and everyone feels like off-kiltered by that anxiety, as soon as the authority comes in and says, hey, this is our ticket out. We've got to do these steps. 
we got to run through this little kabuki theater and that's going to, you know, we're, then we'll be fine. That's like a solid rock that you can stand on if you if you have anxiety. And so as soon as you, you mean like, the, you mean the procedure, how like the procedure, how the, the, yeah. how the response. Okay. I got you. Right. Right. So when you offer that from an authority, like a Fauci or, or somewhere, it's coming down mm-hmm. to the news. It's, it's appearing in, 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 uh, advertisements in this unified message that creates the confidence and that confidence work works because it gives the person with anxiety, something firm. So then when, you know, someone like you or I like come in and say, well, you know, it might be like this or that, or who knows, like, oh, you know, shit. something crazy. Know oh, whoa. They, it, it takes that solidity away from them. So then they want to attack you because it's a, now you're threatening that s- security. Yeah. Whoa, dude, you're just blowing my mind. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard anyone lay that, like, that's like mass social psychology right there uh, that, that, like, logically fits like a Lego. Like, that works. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I, I don't think I've ever quite, yeah, that's, uh, damn, I'm impressed. Yeah, so all of the people that you, all those selfie videos, you see people screaming on the plane, put on your mm. mask, put on yeah. your mask. That is like a symptom of what you're talking about. Yeah. They've threatened. They feel like you're going to kill them. Like wow. not, maybe not consciously, but subconsciously. Yeah. yeah. Dude, you're, you know what you're reminding me of? You're reminding me of Fnord. Who? The, just Fnord, the word, the, the word oh. that does not exist. <laughs> what what is that okay okay so uh, okay so the idea this this comes from a novel but it come it, it's been around the idea has like been this. around for a while Fnord is um all right the idea is now this this kind of gets kind of cliche so bear with me yeah but the concept is solid so say the illuminati or whoever mm. who whoever runs the world in the shadows mm, mm, mm-hmm. has been doing it for beyond generations like like uh like more than thousands of years like we're talking mm-hmm. like a hundred thousand years there's been a ruling class of organism or uh higher thinking leveled human that is hurting the rest Mm-hmm. And 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 these these bloodlines have been have been psychologically conditioning what we know as the human race to respond to the word Fnord, but never mm. know. Like if you if I were this imaginary mm. word, if I were to show you a yes. picture of it, you would right. never you wouldn't be able to see it. Or if mm-hmm. I said it to you, you wouldn't hear it. So mm-hmm. so they whenever something needs to happen, they they run it in the news cycle. They they inject it into something that we are exposed to, and we all are it. We're we're conditioned to panic whenever we see or hear it, but mm-hmm. we don't we don't ever remember. We can't read it. We don't see it. But but it even though it's physically there, we have been bred to like not even notice it. So yeah. once we're exposed to it, the only thing that happens in in us it's the subconscious creates this existential dread and then we're easier to manage and move around. For instance, if the stock market needs to be going this away or that away, it's just kind of introduced into the pipeline of what we're exposed to in the right way to determine which way it goes. And, And so the word we use to represent that 
word we can't say or see is fnord um yeah i like that it's like the um the chickens that uh have never really experienced a hawk or whatever it is yeah but they you put them out there they know that hawk shadow yeah yeah you you breed enough generations and you can do stuff yeah that that's insane uh i think you're right i think you're right uh you know that that is hap that does happen uh the i think the structure itself is that you know it works in both ways um like we were saying about the uh you know the hollow hollywoodized version of tyranny or of, of the boogeyman the evil villain um it does the opposite effect it, it disarms us from true evil yeah yeah you know like uh, I, I mean i mean i think we've also noticed lately that the villain or what would be considered repulsive or uh, evil you know uh and maybe not even in the cartoon sense but it it, it the, the the evil that we if we if it was real not just in on a screen would be serious and 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 we would yeah. feel it repulsive it's been turned into like a cute thing or like a a sexy thing yes yeah you Dude. know uh, I I turned to my girlfriend like uh, uh, I don't know it was like last year sometime we were watching a, a a show, and both of us had like the exact same thought at the same time. We we're like, why are all the bad guys so aesthetic? They look so good, and the good guys are always like I don't know. Just look at Star Wars for instance. The bad mm-hmm. guys are decked out and look so badass. They just look better aesthetically. And mm. then, you know, the Jedi are running around in, like, sand bathrobes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it, Star Wars, yeah, I think Star Wars probably trying to, like, come off of the, you know, the, the ideas of the time, you know, where the, the, the Japanese and the and the Germans, mm-hmm. they had a very aesthetic quality to their Yeah, Hugo thing. Boss. And, and, yeah, yeah, and then the Americans and the Australians and the British and stuff kind of had this shaggy aesthetic and uh that is true that is true but but yeah i mean it, to this day though it gets more and more you know uh where it's like almost like not cool to be the good guy it's like way cooler to be the <laughs> i see it in in kids stories uh too um but i get it you know i mean that's exactly what i'm doing you know if if you get a ch- if anyone gets a chance to look at this stuff and yeah it's like yeah. i'm 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 admittedly glorifying the the, the grim image. Yeah, it does have that. Uh, it has a it has a scary vibe. Um, yeah, but the I, I underlying guess... message once you get into it, it's like completely different. Um, yeah, it, you know, it's like people are locked in their boxes. I mean, we but but the thing is, we can't, humans can't function without boxes. Like we yeah. we have to categorize to to live. Mm-hmm. But but it gets a little bit away from us sometimes. Um, uh, you probably have read it, uh, Simulation and Simulacrum. Um, that book gives me a headache whenever I attempt to read it. I'm about a quarter of the way through it. Um, but it's from no, a French No, I heard you author. guys... Sorry, go ahead. I, I heard you guys talking about it. Uh, I think it was... Your, was it Dave? Uh, Dave. One of those guys you're talking to. Uh, oh, he was talking... oh, um, uh, Danny. Danny, it's, yeah. Uh, that sounds like a Danny talk. Um yeah. The yeah, it's it's basically it's so if you like 
the, the French translation to the English, it's like the way the word, the way the sentences and paragraphs are structured, it's it's like going to the gym for your mind. It, it, oh, it right. takes a minute to like process. Like you got to read a little bit and then be like, okay. Um, but basically, the idea is is that everything uh, we everything we do and categorize is put into boxes and and we make these simulacrums that later build up into larger structures that we call simulations. And so mm-hmm. the the end result of like all of these boxes are is a very fake thing. Like it's a good example going into like a really big mega city. Um and then and then just like going about like everything there is irrelevant. Like everything around you you can live without. There's nothing mm-hmm. really important there. I mean, there's food right. there. You obviously have to eat and drink water. But, you know, outside of that, you don't need, like, 200 different, like, uh, recipes for some fine lobster or, or Wagyu steak or, or, or right. like, the, the, the 10,000 uh, – what, what are the bagels with the, the little green things on them? Pho, pho. What am I thinking of? No, I'm not thinking of the Japanese noodles. I'm th- what is it? Anyway, yeah, it's like salmon uh, and it, it, you, it's cream oh, cheese, bagel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lox and the, the yeah. Lox one. Um, yeah, yeah. Lox? So they like got like a billion places that you right, have right. all these, but every place it's the best one. And then right. and you're inundated by ads. You're inundated mm-hmm. by like products. Uh, the place is dirty. It's reeks. Um there but then you walk there's like there's like homeless people nodding off from opiates like right there by the door but you walk in and then all all of a sudden you're in like this really (laughs) bougie like minimalist they've got like three shirts on a on a coat rack the whole place is white you know like (laughs) we don't need any of this stuff but that is that is a simulation that we've built up from all of our little boxes that we've we've organized everything and the same we do the same thing in politics yeah, like we we yeah. have all we have like oh this is my candidate and he really he, and then what do our candidates like? Well, he checks off this box. He really likes guns, and this guy, you know, he's really <laughs> he's really uh you know whatever it is. We have all these like structures, that, and we keep building until the whole thing is just utterly fake. Right. Um, it- it's, yeah. we like rituals, you know. We, we like do, rit- we ritual, do. But theater, the second drama, this, exactly the second you get out of the city limits you actually see the stars where I'm at. Like mm-hmm. here you can see, you know, you can see the Big Dipper and this and that. But like once you get out into like Gallatin, it's like like you see shooting stars. You can see a little bit of like the Milky Way at the right time. Um, and then it, and the, it, like the crickets are chirping. They're, they're, the whole planet is like this, this frequency. The, the, mm. All of these things are intertwined and working together, but for some reason they don't build all the silliness that we do. And right. you feel so much better. At least I do. I'm speaking for myself. I feel like one billion times better, like laying in the gr- grass and it's pitch black, and all you see is like the sky is showing you, showing off for you. It's and it's like amazing. But then we, for some reason, have to like go back. all of this like stuff that uh, like ultimately just kind of is grading to like the core Mm. of you and it's bizarre but i like it i like being i like my phone notification i like knowing what's going on (laughs) yeah i think you're you're um 
sorry, I think you're, the voice, like the thing you're talking about, the, it started kind of oh, doing that. Interesting. If you wanted to check. I'm, just just I'm, on that last part, it went wing, and then and then you're just like choppy. Oh, I might have actually hit the mic with my foot. I'm oh, like, okay. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a super like fidgety a, person. It sounded like a spring. Oh, but okay, kinda, that it, might it, be it. Kinda it. Chopped, it kind of chopped out, but yeah, okay. Oh, so, okay, good. Okay. Well, well, we're, we're good. Okay. I appreciate yeah. that, though. That's that's what I'm looking for. But yeah, yeah, I... I, I of all my complaints, I still go back to this thing where you complain about. Yeah, no, that's the big struggle, right? So uh, the struggle of like modernity and, uh, you know, the essentials, um, mm-hmm. you know, because like if you're talking about this like technocracy, yeah. the funny thing about it is like, it's a participation thing, you know, like you, you have to, everything really is is about your participation. And so, like, yeah, you could step away. I, I mean, I know that here in in Hawaii, it's it's a very easy thing to do because it's not large, mm-hmm. but you can go from, like, especially on on Oahu, like the the main metropolis island. Mm-hmm. Like all the other islands aren't aren't really big cities, but uh, Oahu has Honolulu, which is more or less a, a a city, and you could be in it. Yeah, in the like the buzz, the sort of like the that, that that vibe that brown noise you yeah. know and and you can feel it 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 it's a little bit agitating and then you could go up like 15 minutes up into the up into the hills and uh uh and it goes away and then you can look down on the city and then you go wow all that is happening down there like what what is that it seems foreign you know, if you sit up on uh, up on the the ridge mm-hmm. and look down at the city long enough, you're like, "What is what is that? I don't understand yeah. that. I, I'm I'm in there. Like what? You know, because you're when you're in it, it it's uh, you're like, oh, there's a siren or oh, this this Yahoo's driving down the street really fast or these guys are arguing at the Quickie Mart kind of thing like the Seven Eleven, and uh, you know, it all seems very relevant. Um, but then you just step away and you're like, wow, this, this is kind of, I mean, obviously, you know, I don't want to live up on the ridge with no food or warm water, but you know, um, you know what you're reminding me of? You're reminding me in the, in the matrix films when, mm. um, when they, you know, if someone wants to be free enough, they, you know, they take the pill and then they get unplugged and then the, you know, a ship comes and gets them from wherever they were dumped in the real world. Mm hmm. Then, um, you know, Neo's talking to Cypher and he's like, there's no going back is there. And he's, he's like, nope, you know, you can't you can't re- you can't permanently reinsert yourself into the Matrix. You can like go mm. in and out every now and then. But no. So then so then I always wondered why, like, um, you know, like <laughs> it's a wasteland. I like think they woke up to right, like right, right. the worst situation ever. But I always wondered why, like, especially when, like, the Matrix games came out, they showed a little bit of, like, the technology that they had uh, post, um, you know, being freed. And they would do, like, simulations a lot for their combat and whatnot. Right. And I always wondered why, like, at least, you know, most of their, I don't know, most of their leisure time, they weren't just chilling in, like, a really beautiful construct. That they that they made themselves that they could just jack <laughs> into because they do it for training. Why didn't they just have like a really sweet spot? Because they're they're in like rubble. They're like tunneling around in like rags. <laughs> right, right. 
Yeah, but... it's confusing. I heard I heard that the um, the makers of that actually uh, had a different view of what the movie was than everybody thinks it was. I think they they actually were like uh, they were uh, Gnostics, Gnostic thinking. So they they did think that sort of it was like the demiurge and God, the God, the Yahweh God is evil and and is creating this. Oh, you mean like the syntax error stuff? Well, I mean like, oh, that, yeah, that might be deeper than what I mean. I think that maybe like the writers, the the, the directors, the the two siblings, the the brothers, uh, they they actually had a different view of the story itself than than maybe the public did. And and so that might be why some of like, that's what I heard is that in, in an interview, uh, they actually kind of reveal that they 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 thought of it different a little bit differently, like than we do. That's like, interesting. The Matrix is such a good like allegory for so many things. It, it fits so many different things. If you if you mm-hmm. try, like for instance, um, well, were the machines that bad? Like, were humans? I don't know if you saw the Animatrix and all the um, mm, the prequels. Some of it, yeah. So like in the second renaissance when man made AI and then AI, you know, starts showing emergent abilities and starts, you know, showing it has consciousness or it's self-aware, we initially just make it like a slave labor force. And then and then these these things pop up and then we don't know how to deal with it. So we like destroy a bunch of them and then and then it gets to where they all kind of wake up. And then uh, it becomes the machine war, and so we just decide to exterminate all of them. And then the and then there's like nuclear bombs dropped, even though the, it didn't really harm them that much. And so humanity decided to blacken the sky. That was solar That's was right. That's their, right. Their primary like uh, <laughs> energy source. So the humans were like, well, let's just destroy everything, and 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 then we'll figure something out. But at least the machines will be dead. And they do that, and then the machines, it, rather than exterminate and find some alternate power source, they decide to, like, create a symbiotic bond to, like, harvest energy, but also provide us with, like, a, uh, th- this, what you were saying about the Gnostic thing, it, it, maybe this is what it is, because they provide us with, they basically try to give us a paradise, like, our environment, right. pre-global destruction, and we're still so unsatisfied with it that we try to escape. But really, they're like the lawbringers. They like right. are like, okay, this crazy race uh, or this species cannot handle itself. So we're going <laughs> to put them in a cage, but we're going to make it really nice yeah. for them. They won't know the yeah. difference, but let's like, and we'll get some energy from them, but we'll make it a nice place. And that's basically yeah. what's going on until Neo wakes up and then just destroys <laughs> that again. <laughs> And then they're what? And then they're just eating. They're just eating oatmeal in 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 the yeah. desert. Yeah, he it's destroyed <laughs> the matrix t- so that everyone can go to eating like oatmeal in like the wastelands. <laughs> oh, that oh, is they, funny. They, yeah, I think that they had a different idea. I think that maybe. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but yeah, that movie was like. There's a lot of movies out there that kind of it. Um, surprisingly. You know, Star Wars is definitely one of them. I didn't experience that. I'm a little bit too y- young to be like for it to be that kind of a movie for me. But I know yeah. that it it impacted like 
kids yeah, in the seventies, like really yeah. heavily. Um, I know people like it still, but I'm talking about like when it changes your paradigm. I think for yeah. uh, it, it, I'm I'm in I'm in I'm for forty one. Yeah. And so for for us it would have been the Matrix and Fight Club I think uh, yeah, would have been man. those would be yeah, those no, kind of uh, movies. I have told many people I would be a complete. I'm 33, and I've told mm. a lot of people I would be a completely different person if I hadn't watched the Matrix. And I'll tell you, like my friend TiVo'd a TNT like broadcasting of it, <laughs> and so it was it was like a couple of years after it was out. So I saw it around 2001. And okay. uh, I remember he ripped that TiVo rip to a VHS and gave it to me so I could take it home. And awesome. I took, I was, yeah, I know it's so great. And so I took it home. And I, I remember watching it the first time at his house and I could not wrap my head around what was going on. Like he's in this, he's in this room, he takes a pill, he touches a mirror. And now he's like in this place with goo. I, I could not wrap my head around that transition. And I, it, I got, I became like obsessed with it. I, I, I watched it and watched it and watched it until it dawned on me that this was, rep, this was like he took something to exit out. This was a simulation, and, you know, mm. the way we understand it now. And right. it took me a minute, and I remember my little brain trying really hard. I knew it was something special, but I was like really working hard on deciphering it, and I did it. And I just became completely obsessed with the Matrix. I'm like a I'm a Matrix nerd, but awesome. Um, but yeah, like that was that was my Star Wars. That was like, and then Fight Club came. Uh, like I saw that a little bit later, and that yeah, just I think like it was a little bit later. That just made like, um, th that made a lot of sense uh, in a masculine way. It was like two different side. There was like this side of me. Uh, with the matrix where it was like i was fascinated with like how things ran and and the all the mind games that come with that and then and then fight club touched on a lot of the same subjects but it was like it was kind of like uh it was it was meant for boys um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah all, all that guy's book all those guys books are about men i guess yeah uh, what is Pill his Chuck. name Pill yeah Chuck, yeah um, yeah, he, is that right? Is that, am I saying that. right, or is that the guy that does the glass? No, 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 no. Here, <laughs> no, you you got it right. Um, uh, Chuck Philinick. Is that what Chuck it is? Pelinick. So we're yeah, close yeah, yeah. between the two of us. We got it right. I didn't but, feel Chuck is the glass place, but um, <laughs> what, is, what glass. is the glass place? Uh, it's like uh, it's in Washington State, I believe. It's like a a, a glass artist opening oh, like a, oh. a, a, an academy or something. It's like people go to blow glass or something i gotcha but um, um yeah yeah he he makes some really interesting all of his subject matter is extremely he it, like it's almost like he intentionally goes to like the darkest places to figure stuff out the way he mm -hmm. um ex i've seen a few interviews with him he's a he's a fascinating yeah, dude Ch chuck palinuk i guess yeah palinuk i can't say it but yeah yeah, yeah. uh but you know all this kind of, you know, informs, uh, how do I say, like that, like the Matrix and and all these things. Uh, uh, I almost kind of want to tell you a little bit about, like, the something about the zine and uh, yeah, and, please. and about. Well, have you heard of Adbusters? Adbusters? No, I don't think so. Do you remember Occupy Wall Street? Yeah, I do. 
Okay, so like Adbusters, uh, so around the time that you know I'm watching the Matrix, uh, you know Fight Club comes out, there's a magazine that I think was out before that, but it was relatively new. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could buy it like out of Borders. Um, okay, and. At the time, you know, I I didn't have like I wasn't like politi- like that politically aware. I mean, I was I knew I thought I mean in re- in reality, you know, I mean, you're a teenager, you think you're the smartest person in the world, but I, w- I in reality, I wasn't that politically aware. Um, but I just saw it as sort of an anti-establishment magazine, you know, okay. Adbusters, right? So, and their whole thing was like culture jamming, this idea of like uh reclaiming the mental environment they they had all these um pretty clever uh ads themselves yeah <laughs> you know that they, they were anti-marketing marketing oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah um and they would spoof ads so they would do like take some company and then like point out some ironic uh impropriety of the company like you know uh, and, like Apple or something, and then they would. Um, I don't think really Apple was on the target then. It'd probably be some something else, you know, some other company. McDonald's yeah. would probably probably a really common one. Mm-hmm. And then they would fake the ad, make it into this political statement, and then you know put these things up. So they were kind of guerrilla, kind of in this guerrilla space. And I think they're big. I don't know if it, if coup de gras is the right word was occupy Wall Street. They really pushed that. Yeah. So so I didn't I didn't know at the time, but they're basically uh, a communist organization in a sense. Okay. Um. Uh, uh. I would say you know like an anti-fascist communist yeah. organization, like what what we would call like Antifa now. Yeah. Like the, yeah. The, the thought process um was there. Um, but you know, I thought it was just liberal, like anti-establishment type of stuff. But it was mm-hmm. really exciting, and they had and the thing that they did well and and still do well is they they um they bring artists into their into the publication, um, and harness that that aesthetic to like. For their for their political concepts, yeah. So they're right? poaching artists to make it cool. Yeah, like I mean, you know, yeah, that's what they're doing. I mean, like what it, but yeah, if most you, things do. But if you think about it, this is a, a part of what concerned me um, when making this zine was. I don't really want to call them leftists or liberals, mm-hmm. uh, because you know we we all know uh, you know. A liberal who considers himself liberal they're not like looking to depopulate the planet or right. you'll put them under microchip like yeah you know necessarily right so uh but the 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 sort of i would say the gate sort of the gateway into that kind of thinking uh at least on the political activism side would be so, so, sort of this Commun- this idea of communism and socialism you know uh, when you get someone who's like kind of altruistic or or has an open heart they, they get pulled into this uh idea of communism socialism because it's yeah. uh 
because it's it, it sounds good right like i'm going to help people you want to help people yeah and... for the people yeah yeah right right so i was one of those people for mm-hmm. you know for for you know all extensive purposes you know i'm i was a creative artist and so like i, I was very drawn to this this uh publication and it was definitely like inspiring and it wasn't until later that i realized you know that uh that that's the whole game uh you think of all the counterculture revolutions they all center around art uh whether it's in the music or in painting and stuff they they have a center around art they they know to attach it, it attaches itself to art so we we see it as this counter to the to the mainstream culture but that those but those revolutions are are the revolutions towards this this system we're talking about this uh yeah. sort of fabian socialist system um anyway to not get too deep what i notice is that the the, the aesthetic is it becomes a, a a big part of it because what i noticed in you know when i when i dug deeper and i started reading the books of these people and uh you know you know all the way to like Blavatsky's book the the secret doctrine or manly p hall uh mm-hmm. secret destiny of america is like you know getting into the the mason type thing or yeah. into the sort of um theosophy stuff and then even into sort of the geopolitical stuff with brzezinski and um those people you you start to realize that you know that what you thought isn't really what it is um but what remains is that they have the aesthetic that they this is and it kind of goes back to like the idea of like you know like the spielberg you know making the aesthetic of the nazi into like a movie thing and then that's how we understand so i'm saying is what i notice is that people are driven off of aesthetic they they vibe off of it like that's why someone like an obama character could come in and do be so popular his his aesthetic was perfect his diction his look uh kind of like what he said on the surface was exactly what everybody wanted but yeah everyone was like i would get a beer with that guy yeah you dig deeper and then you're like okay well it's a little bit leaning more towards this kind of socialist communist worldview but then that still kind of will then appeal to the, like the more liberal. So the mm-hmm. the more liberal will be like, oh no no that, that guy, he's perfect, you know he's he's God incarnate. But yeah. then the you know maybe even like the center right person would have been like, ah he's all right. But then someone that kind of knew what the language, what that aesthetic was really could see past it would be the the type of person would they would call him a communist, you know, something like that. Um, but really more what I'm what I'm trying to get at is that um and it's almost like a challenge for myself is if that they they captured the the aesthetic of like revolution right what it looks like then you know then it's going to be anti-establishment it's going to be like oh uh this colonial government it's the the military industrial complex and and it's just going to kind of stay there you know this sort of communist line Oh, yeah. it's the corporate corporate pigs or whatever, right? And so, like, how do we take the aesthetic and like recapture like the revolution, like in a real way? Like, how do you point that aesthetic at the real 
you know, colonialists, the real, like, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the real people, like this idea that it's the capitalist is so tired. And it's like, you're pointing at an, a dead enemy because the people that are going to ultimately, that are ultimately say, uh, persecuting or whatever you want to call it, like, uh, what do you call it? Like, sort of this apartheid system, this discrimination, the real discrimination that's going on um, from this like corporate oligarchy. Uh, it's not, it's not the same enemy anymore. And it like needs to be updated. And uh, uh, sorry to get all sanctimonious, but like, it's like, you know, with the zine, it's kind of, it's kind of frustrating because um, the zine world is mostly a, a leftist world. It, yeah. And 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 more frequently, it's it's more uh, uh, like sort of an LGBT world. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. In terms of like the sort of the hierarchies in it, um, I don't know if it's just because of like the way that the mindset goes that like, well, if you're gonna be the king in a system, then you have to be like the most. I don't know why. Like because yeah. before it was just like basically punk rockers that you know, ran this sort of zine communities, uh, sort of that DUI punk rockers thing. Yeah. But then it's like kind of morphed into like fully leftist and uh, LGBT. And, and it's nothing against that. It's just that. Like, no, no, I know, hard, I know exactly to, what you're saying. It's hard to penetrate. Um, but then uh, there's an aesthetic to zines, you know, this um, cop, what do you call it? Like photocopy aesthetic. Mm -hmm. uh, th th there's, there's that aspect. And, that run and gun gorilla uh, yeah. DIY. Yeah. I, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? So like that actually is more important to a person um, than the actual content. Like they're not going to see it. So like if I were to make this zine in done in sort of like a Christian conservative uh, conspiracy theory, fire and brimstone like thing, it might be cute and ironic to the person that needs to hear it, but they're not going to like take it seriously. They're not going to like attach themselves to it and like with the same mindset. They're going to go, oh, ha ha, wow, it's kooky. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're wrestling with how to make it mimetic for yeah. the, the true cause, like the right. rising up against like this invisible tyranny that definitely exists. But right. they've so, like, hijacked yeah. that. Yeah, they've hijacked the language. So, wow. You know? So like, and, and that's like sort of like the conundrum of like the social media, right? It's like, how do you enter the matrix and fight the matrix, right? Yeah, that's like, a good how point. Do you, you know, it's like, you got to though, right? I mean, like, because if everyone's eyes are on it. Yeah, you got to like, participate in some fashion. Yeah, like you can't go out in the woods and proclaim <laughs> the truth. That's, that's, you know what, that, uh, that was a joke, uh, uh, me and some <laughs> buddies that I used to know, uh, you know, we would have these kind of like, like you said before, fireside chats of this kind of like, uh, I don't know, this uh, energy you don't really know what to do with. And so you, mm. you, you find a bunch of people that are like minded, you just rant about it in front of a campfire. Right, or right, right. But like the, the joke was, is like, we'll just become a hermit. You know, what, what, what do you ultimately do? Everything else is frustrating, you know, interacting right. with, all of these people is very deeply frustrating. So just like 
that's that's the whole hermit thing like to go up on Mm -hmm. a mountain this wise man that knows all these things but the people down below have to go seek him you know but there's you don't get too much traffic that way (laughs) yeah and then meanwhile they're all suffering you know whether they know it or not yeah uh (laughs) yeah i know you know what is it uh like uh you're saying uh we used to call it like club downer you know oh really <laughs> well like you know you're sitting around with your buddies you're all having a good time you're drinking oh, I and, got the, you. and yeah. the rants go and it's like oh now we're in club downer over here oh like, yeah well know? it would it would inevitably <laughs> there was this guy it would always go down like well what does even existing like if not, like mm. it would just get down to like everything is hopeless it would get oh, down right. to like well it really doesn't matter if i wake up tomorrow because like it's all just <laughs> masturbatory anyway you know what i mean right, so right right like you got to pick your rant buddies wisely <laughs> right right yeah and and you know and i think there's another point that well man there's a lot of points but there's another point that i think is important i hope i can get this out is that um and it's not to be like oh you know whose conspiracy is right you know like who's the top who's the conspiracy theorist that really knows you know i mean that that there's kind of that tendency yeah. but but i do think that there are cul-de-sacs i do think that there are sort of um i don't know how if it yeah i mean i don't know like if they're like manufactured or fake but there are some what how do i explain this it, okay this might be better to the point is um i like in the internet you know a lot of people compare it to the gutenberg press or whatever and i think that's pretty fair but i, I liken it to a psychedelic okay more because it it does something that was like not previously available like we can basically kind of time travel we can we can be in places that we weren't before and then we we we're in a situation that's like totally unfamiliar and it's like kind of hard to deal with. And, uh, I think that, you know, an open-minded person, an open person can like go down these rabbit holes and, uh, get lost. And like, I, I also am concerned with that person, you know, like, I think that it's good, you know, like I'm happy to talk to someone who's, who can go there and like, (laughs) freak out about some something you know but then i do see people that that lose it over it too and i think that that that's uh something i I don't know i don't know exactly what i'm trying to pinpoint but what i'm trying to pinpoint is that you know when we talk about this there there is that outsider sense of like oh you guys don't believe the moon landing you don't believe the the earth is round you know whatever right and I think all those are like worth exploring, but I think the ones that that are uh, more pertinent to like, you know, our future, they're, they're real. It's not like just um, entertainment. And then you do you, know, you get what I'm saying? So it's like dangerous I, I in do. both ways. I, I do. It's dangerous in both ways. I, you know what? Um, this reminds me of a, a guy that has like his own YouTube channel. His name is Matt. I forget his last name, but it's it's Matt. But his YouTube channel is called Quantum of Consciousness. I I brought this up mm. before. I, have you heard of him? I think the only time I heard of him was through when the couple of conversations you guys were having on. Oh, podcasts. okay. Yeah. Well, he 
he is of the opinion now it's it's fascinating if you talk about time traveling if you go back you can like watch this guy's belief system like uh uh, mature or or like you know become what it is now you can go back to like string way back into old videos and then you compare it to now he's of the opinion now that um, for instance, like what you just said with the moon, you know, oh, their conspiracy theories, so the the moon landing, this, that, and the other. He thinks that all of that is. He thinks that everything is like a um. A, a, the word simulation is is it, the problem is it 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 it, mo- it puts it's everybody in the frame. Yeah, yeah, it puts everybody in in the Matrix franchise. Like we're mm-hmm. we're talking about something deep. We're talking about even if. At, like okay digital code ones and zeros well we're talking about like if just replace that with atoms it doesn't matter mm. he 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 thinks that the entire fabric of reality if you were to there, there is there is this real unrelenting force that comes and you can call it evil this or that whatever he, it's 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 this thing that that uh, gets fed and grows but but w- one of its things is like he, he believes that conspiracy phil- uh, theorists fall into this category where that is part of the that's part of the s- uh, system of this thing it mm. wants you it, it's its entire thing is to all it all it's there to do is to devi- make the human deviate from their ultimate realization of who they are mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and 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 push them off the path and one of the ways it does that is is uh you have these people that think they're in the right thinking that they're pulling the curtain away from you know and, and exposing the shadows when in fact they're participating in the simulation that is meant right. to knock them off course in the first place. Right, so because that, it's demoralizing, right? To, like if you were to admit all this, it'd be it's highly demoralizing. Yeah, yeah, and and it, and it and its sole purpose is to waste your time. So like <laughs> he's of the opinion that none of it is worth uh, exploring because it's all he's like I needed to go through that to get here, but it is ultimately a waste of time. Like every, every mm. theory, wondering what Biden's up to, wondering what Trump's right. up to, all of it is fake and, and meant to distract you. None of this matters. And it's, and, and it basically what we were talking about, just go out in the woods and live alone and, and, yeah. and find your path. But damn, that's a yeah. lonely existence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want everybody to come with you. Um Yeah the the i think he's right to an extent i think he's right to an extent but maybe it's a little too total but i think uh it's it's true like i call it like um i don't know if i call it this but it's tabloiding right it's like yeah you take something that's real and you throw it in a tabloid and then now it's associated with bat boy or something you know yeah yeah so so you just you just mix it up with the ridiculous stuff and then now you're confused and you, you don't know like, Oh, that sounded ridiculous. And look, it's right next to this other ridiculous thing that nobody believes. So then, but yeah. So like, there's a lot of tabloid aspect to conspiracy theory. I think that just because it's not, you know, GQ magazine and people make, you know, like mainstream right, doesn't actually make it edgy or uh, any, any more real, than say like the fake interview in the fashion magazine um so i think he's right 
but I, I, I would be, I, I would, I, I think there's also a, a danger in like, then just coming to the conclusion that like, well, you know, I just, it doesn't, none of it matters. Um, because, uh, yeah, the, the, the reality, there is a realness to the world, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, maybe like in the grand scheme of things, you know, uh, you know, you, we live, we die. And then whatever happens after that, like whether it's a, an eternal existence on some other dimension, like, yeah, a lot of this stuff will become, uh, small. I gotta, I, I, I agree. I just, I, there, do you ever get to where you're like, man, I gotta take a break. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 the other day I was walking in the grocery store and I just kept looking at the aisles and it's just endless aisles of colors and logos in, mm. it's like dead food in cans <laughs> or boxes yeah. and it's endless aisles of them. I had like, I, I, uh, corn. And yeah, it's it it it. I had this re really weird mini freak out. I, this doesn't really happen to me, and I might be related. I might have been withdrawing from nicotine. I'd like use nicotine a lot for various mm. reasons. Like a nic I chew on nicotine strips. I don't like dip or anything, or and I don't mm. smoke. But I use transdermal uh, nicotine strips a lot, and it speeds up your mind and and various mm -mm. things and yeah. neuroplasticity. So you never get too solidified in you know that old man way um so uh every now and then, i think i'm doing too much because like every now and then when <laughs> i when it go when i forget about it and i haven't had it all day i the really weird emotions and things come up i'm like what is going on uh but i i don't know if it was like i was just having one of those moments or what but i was in the store and i felt like i just i needed to get away as fast as possible like i have this dreaded mm. feeling that that for lack of a better word sorry to meme the matrix so hard but it, i this is the matrix and like this is like that weird like in the animatrix and different things when people are close to seeing behind the veil of like the simulation and their physical bodies eyes are opening up in their pods and and there's like this there's this uh latency between the connection of your avatar and you like yeah. it was like that kind of feeling where like <laughs> none of this is real and i need to get away as fast as possible it was like that kind of a panic attack and yeah. um i just i was like um that i i that just so rarely happens and oh i had a greater point to this but it was like uh and i think the bottom line is i do need to take a break like i recently got into the whole syntax error thing like i don't like necessarily believe it or anything like that it's just like a fun like most of these things with tell me, me about are, that tell, tell me about that the syntax error well most most things i need to preface it so people don't think i actually believe everything i say i <laughs> like every now and then when i talk to like family members or friends they're like what what I, I don't necessarily believe the things i say i the all, conspiracy right. theories alternate ways of looking at things they all fascinate me as like a mm -hmm. uh a, a, like um a, like an intellectual puzzle to like m bounce around your brain when, when you're because you don't want to just be plugged to your phone all the time so these things are fun to just kind of run in your mind and i also love right, sci-fi right. for the same reason so right. syntax error is basically uh, it's like a weird merge of things. It's like a little bit of like old school, like hermeticism and like the demiurge stuff. So basically 
okay. Um, all of reality is this this flowing this this fabric, and it, and it mm. and it and and there is no consciousness. It is all one. It's God, and the syntax error when this thing is just flowing and supposed to just exist without consciousness. It's not supposed to have consciousness. It's just a, supposed to be, and that's it. Nothing more or less to it. Well, the mm. syntax error happened, and this thing that was just existing, there was a glitch, and that glitch was us, and that's mm. what original sin was. It, it's mm-hmm. So, like, the fact that we exist and have consciousness is the sin. It's the original yeah. sin. That's and right. so God, the, 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 the whole piece of all of this, we splintered off and through mm-hmm. his grace, love and mercy uh, decided to a part of him break off, send Christ to reunify the broken children to, be, to and, and, and re coalesce. And then it gets into like, uh saturn and like the project like that it gets really weird it gets into like saturn and the and the hexagon the timekeeping yeah and and that it's the eye that is that in our reality we see it as saturn and this hexagon at its Mm -hmm. north pole and in real and and for some reason our ancestors knew about this without you know telescopes but in once we flew a probe by we're like whoa what's that hexagon on top of the on saturn so anyway the idea is is that it's like the 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 projection point of our break off and and Mm. and that and that more or less satan is suffering and 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 a refinement tool and that and that we have this uh gap that can be bridged through the christ back into unification for eternity which technically is there's no consciousness you will not be conscious you just you just go back into all of it it into reunification it's it's like it's it's like a it's like this it's one of those theories that is like um oh man that's a you know what though you know what though i you know what's funny is like i i like that but i don't think the bible says much different yeah, I, the, the thing you know is, I mean? is it's like, like I all think of the, the Bible yeah. actually says the same thing. That's the scary thing that I had a realization about. Yeah, Christianity. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like growing up as a Catholic, and 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 then you know, I, I still have a, a Christian inkling to the way that I view the world and yeah, and myself, and that the 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 terrifying thing is that is like, what does it really mean to like? you know, reunify with God. It means that. It means you're done. <laughs> but Ugh. it also it also means <laughs> that like but that you somehow exist too. That okay, dude, I got so I got you you heard of the quote about Barbara Max Hubbard where she says that they're gonna like kill a third of the population. Oh um, no. Oh wait, um maybe you've heard, it was uh she, she says was it, like, is it an older woman? Yeah, she says um we are the um Riders of the pale horse death, um, he selects. Oh, dude. We we kill. So these are the transhumanists, right? And yeah. and they 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 use the like biblical theology to like justify their uh, evolutionary theology. Yeah. 
um but yeah dude i think that that's pretty that's pretty wild stuff i mean but i'll send I think you i'll send you a video up, send you a video it's, that ends uh, up being it's a rabbit sorry. hole yeah no, that ends good. up being the crux of this this whole thing you know uh i think with the mark and uh transhumanism i think is a big part of of this future uh it's a theological i i don't know if theological is the right word but it's a spiritual uh pursuit i yeah. think that i think that um the sort of the false dichotomy of religion versus science is 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 for the populace it's for the public so that they don't understand that it's a it's a highly religious pursuit yeah uh but is it is it christian i I don't know but the but the let's say the infrastructure or the 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 fabric like you said of, of reality uh is the same you know what i'm saying so like the preface of the the presupposition i guess would be called the preface of yeah like the foundation of the two ideas are the same is that yeah. somehow you that somehow consciousness or life is uh trapped in this reality because of something whether it's the fall whether it's consciousness itself is a product con- like singular consciousness in this corporeal world is the fall yeah i mean um, i mean the the bible talks about uh uh adam and eve they chose the mm-hmm. fruit that the the and it's very interesting that uh the choice was given, but that's mm-hmm. a whole nother side thing. But um, there was separation there, there, there was uh, a, then uh, a bridge, then reunification. And you know, what's really creepy about this beast Mark stuff. Now that you're talking about transhumanism, mm-hmm. um, it's almost like the Mark is a solidification for non reunification. It's, it's, it's your, it's like your stake like if 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 you look at it through that lens of mm-hmm. the system it's it it's broken off from god it 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 its original sin is existing in the first place sen- like sentience consciousness and then and then uh reunification it's almost like the mark is 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 like the prevention from reunification because it also right. talks about uh uh, you're no child of mine. Right. <laughs> you, get, you know, get the part. Yeah. So heavy stuff. Yeah, it is. It really is. And and you know, um, I, that's actually in the zine a little bit. Um, I say that. Uh, you know, I think it's in that part that you were talking about with the um, with the images of the execution. Oh yeah. But um, I think I I think I tried to get to that where um talking about how you know the, the the consciousness you know and like how we calculate and systematize and create categories and so this complex mathematical systems that like create our civilization um but if it's like wrongfully glorified mm-hmm. you know if it's like if it if it becomes the the center of our life that's like where the problems start and uh yeah okay but that's a kind of a, a, a side note to the, like the, the the transhumanist thing but it, it it's the same point it's like that it's like what you're saying is 
you know that they call it the singularity right they call it like when you go over the event horizon you don't know where it's going to take you but there's another aspect of a singularity like when everything comes and unifies into one and that's is stasis oh wow you know what i mean like it's death yeah because nothing for everything to be one thing then there's no thing well, yeah, I mean, that's what, the, you know, that's what the, the hermetics were very, you know, railed about, like, that there can't be any, yeah, there can't be something outside of everything. Right. I mean, there, there is the concept, right, of like the God mind, everything exists in the God mind. Uh, and I, I think that's probably it. If, if you go in that route, that's probably where it has to lead, right? Um. I think the Trinity and stuff, it gets a little bit more mystical. <laughs> uh, but There's a lot. Yeah. There's, there's so much. And, uh, <laughs> and then uh, uh, the, the light bringer is supposed to be like the, the Prince of Lies. So it's like we're fucked right. either way. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, and this is like, you know, this is why it, it, like kind of getting these zines and having to break them down into parts is because, you know, like just we just kind of like went over some parts of it and that's a lot. Right. And so like, we're, we're like starting to break into this transhumanist thing. And it's like, that's a whole nother thing with the sort of the Luciferian aspect of it. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. You know, the, um, it, it seems that like what I'm saying with it being sort of the, for the pop, the masses to think that there is this sort of, um, dichotomy between science and religion. I think, I think that's it's it's somewhat naive I, I, or i should say it's naive to think that people that are involved in these higher sciences don't believe in something non-material oh oh absolutely oh absolutely i mean look uh, there's a really good cern documentary that they made themselves and and they have this equation and and throughout it, they're waiting on the results of these particles colliding and all of these other measurements. And they were like, if the number is this, it means everything was an accident and we're alone. But if the number is this, it means someone's out there watch, watching out for us, which they're alluding to God. Mm-hmm. And and they uh, they're all on the edge of their seats getting these results. So like what you're saying is absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, you, I'm not, you know, I'm not talking about the average, you know, uh, uh, person with like, what are those little clicky things called where they measure out fluids in, uh, in their, uh, anyway, what, a like, syringe? like, oh, what no, do you mean? it's, it, they're I, measured. They ha- Oh, the pipette or something. Pipette. Or yeah. The... I'm not talking about the average pipette, pipetter. Right. Like there's right, right, obviously right. some, uh, you know, completely atheist pipetters out there. Right, I'm talking right, about right. like the ones that are messing around with the nuts and bolts of the, yeah. the bigger picture. Yeah. Those guys, the, absolutely, they they so they are completely, yeah. completely enthralled with it uh, all the way. Uh, there was a great, well, I don't, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a great documentary, but it was a documentary on transhumanism a while back. I, I think it was just called transhumanism, but they have this really harsh long like uh what a montage of like roadkill for some reason in the middle of it it kind of ruins it but everything else is is really yeah. really great 
and it shows a lot of these uh, AI um, cyber like machine learning type people, um, transhumanists, like self-reclaimed transhumanists, and, and and they talk in completely religious terms. Yeah, completely interesting. You know, and, in the, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I I didn't I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I think that that's it. I mean, like you know, uh, I guess I mean I don't know if that's like supposed to be spooky to people, or I don't even know why to even make that point. I think it's just to kind of like. I think there are people that are spooked by it for different reasons. I think, um, uh, well, I mean, like I'm not comfortable with a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, uh, people that run our country dressing up in robes and, you know, right. chanting in front of a Moloch effigy. <laughs> <laughs> the classic, right? <laughs> yeah. And you know, in this, in this conversation, I, it reminded me, you know, that whole syntax error thing we just went down and then like the mm. re unification, reunify, all that stuff. It reminded me of something just, uh, and, and I didn't know it until like after I said it, uh, something Alex Jones said on uh, when back when it was when Rogan's podcast was great when he had like the three hour drunk conversations with Alex Jones, um, mm -hmm. but he Alex Jones kept on going over this one thing and he and he has trouble getting to the point. But basically, what he was saying is that the the breakaway civilization, the breakaway yeah, civilization, breakaway is the, civil, yeah. they're tr they're trying to siphon off our text all right, these people, deep state, whatever you want to call them, siphon off mm. our tax dollars. They completely believe all this crazy stuff we've been talking about. And, mm. and, and they, they believe in the bloodlines and all, you know, the Merovingian stuff. So they, they siphon off all our tax dollars to make a breakaway civilization to where uh, they can uh, merge themselves with AI and, mm. and uh, augment their bodies and, and essentially live forever. Yeah. So, so, and, and, and they're, and they're using us, they're kind of, and he called them like vampiric because what right. they're doing follows that, you know, logic it, they're, they're siphoning from us are, and, and, and the only thing that makes us generate, uh, you know, fiat currency, like, you know, val ones and zeros value is time. So we're sacrificing mm. our time. The most important thing we have, our energy making them into dollars and pumping that into the system, which is then taxed and skimmed off the top to where they're funding their transhumanist agenda, making a breakaway civilization to where they can seed the galaxy and be completely separate, which just ring screams what, what we were just talking about the theory of like, uh, 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 permanently making yourself separate from the source Right. And the mark of the beast, all of that. It's just creepy the similarities yeah. of all of these things. Yeah, and you can go you can like uh, uh, what's his name? Uh Joseph Joseph P. Farrell. He he talks about the break rate breakaway society yeah. civilization. Really he does a really good job. He's it's kinda harder to find nowadays, um, but he does like Giza Death Star. I don't know okay. this is the name of uh Show, well, I've got uh, you've dropped some names. I, I'm definitely going to research after this. Yeah, I, luckily yeah, this the, is nice of recording it. I don't have to have a pen and paper. I just listen <laughs> to it. Right. Yeah. I mean, breakaway civilization. I mean, like Elysium. I know Elysium. The movie was probably about the border in like America and Mexico, yeah. but but it kind of uh, takes on the image, the imagery of the breakaway civilization. Yes. I think that's yes. probably like the best Hollywood example. 
yeah, of what they're sure. what they're doing. Like maybe uh, was it um, Oblivion with the clones and the that kind of does like the. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't say that. Uh, Oblivion. Yeah, it's a Tom Cruise and um, oh, I forget the. Oh, uh, the movie's been, are you worried about spoiler alerts? The movie's been yeah. out for like a decade. I know, right? What? <laughs> uh, but no, yeah. that, you know, it's, that movie was like, uh, I remember people giving it bad reviews, but I, I it's, a, it was fun. But this is the thing, just because I don't believe, you know, whoever made that movie, what they believe, doesn't mean that I can't like fiddle around with that idea. Right, just, right, right, this, right. These are all like, like just fun academic games uh it's what what gets creepy is when there's like multiple parallels start lining up <laughs> that's right it when it creepy. gets a little when it gets real right when you're like oh no this is <laughs> yeah you you have to ask yourself like am i projecting this on the world or is yeah it... <laughs> yeah you know yeah. but i think i think i think that that's a good thing about reading books and um you know uh is that unless the unless the uh, mandela effect is real we can at least <laughs> we can at least like you know go to the library read huxley's book brave new world revisited you know uh read uh his brother's works he's the guy who tr- uh, clone, uh, coined the term transhumanism right julian okay. huxley you could read these things you know uh I mean, there's Jonah Salk, I think. The guy, he, he invented the polio vaccine, wrote a book, uh, Survival of the Wisest. I mean, these, they, uh, all, uh, what's this, Bernays, you know, about propaganda. There's, mm-hmm. you know, all these people existed and they're real and people took them very seriously, but they write about things that are basically what we're talking about. And you know, sometimes I'll write about them in in a way that you think, oh, they're like opposing it. But like, why would your brain go there? Why would you in, create the tapestry of a tyranny in your mind and then say like, this is a danger? <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> you know? wait, 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 rewind that a bit. Okay, so like you know, people would refer to like someone like an Aldous Huxley as like, oh, he's a science fiction writer. He right. He was writing about dystopia, right? Uh, and you go, oh well. Uh, you know, he's he's just coming up with uh, fiction and how terrible it would be. And I think people don't ask themselves, like, well, why would you sit down and, and write such a systematic system if you weren't pondering how that system would work? Oh, I got you. Yes. You're, you're, you're not like going a lot of time on it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's very detailed. And then and then your brother then uh, works for organizations that are creating world governance right like creates unesco starts you know found, founding founding members of the un you know like they're creating this stuff and then talking about dystopias they're working in public relations and propaganda and they're talking about how to um behavioral like psych pavlov skinnered like psychology type stuff and okay. so we're just supposed to think that, that these people are like you know, the, the one read that many people end up having is that, oh, they're 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 just warning you or they're they're altruistic and they're talking about oh, it in a negative light. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's so like people people it's almost like people want to spin it to the best case scenario. Right, best case scenario. But then you're like, well, why would 
it's kind of like <laughs> event 201 if we can go there right okay you're gonna have a drill of something terrible happening you know event 201 right we're uh, going back no. to the, uh-uh. the 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 back to the pandemic oh the oh when they were like going through oh before Drilling. anything ever happened they had yeah they, plans. they they drilled it right and you go okay well they need to drill it right so you're uh well I mean I need to I need to do some more research into that but as far as the ac- the actual lockdown being a beta test or something else that's kind of where I'm leaning mm-hmm. right now but I know what you're saying I I what was it like a uh like a building complex in New Jersey or something yeah, I think, uh, I think it was there. Yeah, near New York. Uh, I think I know what you're talking about. They, this is a tabletop exercise that John Hopkins and stuff put together. Okay. Okay. Uh, for you know uh, the possibility of a, I think that there's a, a <laughs> swine flu. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Like and um, but all I'm trying to get at is that you know um, when we're saying you know like it feels kind of crazy when things line up and it makes it gets kind of uncomfortable when like you yeah. know fiction and reality start to blend yes uh and you kind of kind of got to check yourself um but like if you are like i guess i would be saying to anybody that's like looking into stuff like this if you are overwhelmed with it um but you know but it still nags at you and you want to know i think I think a good place to go is just the writing, writings, you know, like the internet can be very dangerous, you know, in a sense, because, uh, there's a lot, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if dangerous is the right word. I think the danger is in the sort of degrounding, you know, where you, you get lifted up off the ground and like, like, you know, say you saying going back into the woods has the best feeling. Like yeah. the antithesis of the woods is the, in, the internet, <laughs> you know. That's very it's true. Like di- yes, it's like disembodying. It's like, um, you know, I mean, it, it's connecting in some ways, but it's actually like rap, like very disconnecting in other ways, you know. Especially when it's terms terms of like your physical body. You know what I just thought that if someone was struggling with mental. And they were going down all of these rabbit yeah, rabbit holes I mean. to where it was it got so crazy and alarming. And then you know they they meet someone like this, like I, like I don't even know what you look like. You you could be just part of the simulation. That would <laughs> that that's like a really I make that a short story or something. Yeah, it's crazy, right? You don't know. I mean, nowadays with the the bots and the you know yeah. the AI. I mean, what are we gonna? I think that's that's an. I think maybe one of you guys were talking about this before, but. Uh, I think that's like what we got to start looking out for now is um, with this mark and, and whatnot. I think that in part is the reason for the the AI being yeah. let loose, let loose on the platforms. I mean, one, you know, like on being on Discord and different things like that is that it's since it's a language model, it, it has the ability to like pull in all this language data, all this mm-hmm. pattern. So it helps it learn. But I think part of it being out is is well i would say if i were if i were trying to go towards a certain goal of um a mark system you know what better way than to like have something that is human-like but can be highly disruptive that puts everything that we know of reality on its edge 
and we yeah. we have to then go like well how do we know who's real how do we get the yeah. that blue check mark to know who's real well you got to prove now that you're not an ai <laughs> Uh, that's it's, so it, depressing. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it. it what I'm worried about all of this stuff is ba basically what you said. It's just like, um, it's almost like, oh, it goes. You know what? It's the same uncertainty when you just briefly mentioned the Mandela effect. All right, mm -hmm. unless the Mandela effect is real, you can go to a library. Mm -hmm. Well, now everything being mm -hmm. very digital. <laughs> And yep. everything being like almost, you know, like I look at AI images a lot and I mm -hmm. can pretty much catch one un unless someone is doing some really crazy SD model stuff. And I, and I take a second look. Um, what I'm worried about is the feeling that nothing is real anymore and that I that no nothing's verifiable anymore. Like mm. like a me and a friend just goofing around asked uh we we needed help with uh a game night to make like a dnd &D storyline um and so we used chat gpt4 and it was like it's extremely impressive what it can write but like what like this is okay you know in my dad's generation you 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 open a history book or whatever and we won't even get into whether who, who controls right, that. Right, 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 Just right, the right. idea so. that like some old, old guy that like lived a long time ago that was had his fingerprints on the founding of our country, wrote some stuff down on on some parchment, and that sealed up somewhere. Um, the idea that like you know now everything is printed. So like let's say an important person talks about something important and it's printed into a book. Well, it, mm -hmm. it's getting to the point where like, well, any, anything can be generated with AI. So like the, how do I even know it's, it's a, like a human made this or that in, in like 10 years, I pick a book off the shelf. There's no telling who did that. I, mm -hmm. I like, I like writing and that's the one thing I will never let AI do. Like I, mm -hmm. I like, I'll let chat GPT for mess around with that other podcast I'm involved with where We'll do like uh, uh, a thing for the uh, the D the D and D um, uh, a game a background for the game. Right, like a so scenario. I'll let it like write that. That's whatever. That's just fun. But when it comes to like I'm writing a book. When it comes to writing oh, the book, cool. I'm not letting any AI anywhere close to it. Like that just unnerves me because mm. I like before Chat GBT came around, I got into the the discipline of writing. It's very fun. It's frustrating sometimes. It's like a mental puzzle that you have to unpretzel your mind at. And it's, 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 but it's like a rewarding endeavor and, and it's hard work. And the idea that AI can totally now, now that goes, you know, what's funny is I, I, you know, I do images a lot, but I also, mm -hmm. when it comes to like the special effects of my video work, I use AI for the video work, but not my, 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 my photography. But but mm. but it, but for some reason and and visual, the visual arts are like almost more like they're like my main thing. I'm a very visual person. That's like what I like the most. Um, and and in making the story, I realized it had to be a book first. So I'm I've been writing the book, but but for for I've I can't figure out why the idea of the writing process and AI getting all mixed into it is more disturbing to me than the visual. 
I, mm. I don't know why that is because to me, like the visual process, like the visual arts are more important to my, you know, uh, experience versus like reading. I, I rarely read books. I, I prefer mm. audiobooks. I, I, I don't, I need yeah. to work on the patience, but, um, but I don't know. I don't know what, why that is. And maybe because of the, um, the fact that we use digital technology as our tools to create the images, then we kind of just see it as an extension of the computer. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. But, but you at know. the same time, like I've, I've made like my photography, I've kind of crafted like my style and I've, I've, I've it, it took like several years before I even knew what I was doing. And, and, but for some reason, all that work put into that, I'm not as threatened by AI images as I am with text. You like the writing. I uh, don't know why. Because the text is maybe a trans translation of knowledge and experience. Yeah. Like more direct. Like it's like more closer to the soul, maybe. Like maybe I would, I would buy that. It. I would buy that. I don't know. Maybe. I, 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 I it's, like it's a... bothered me though. Okay. Yeah, um, maybe something like that. Like poetry is more akin to emotion than photography. You know what? Yeah, 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 that you're on the right. I think you're right. I think it's. I think it has something to do with the amount of mental exertion and thought out of like the big picture and the micro details when it comes to writing. Mm. I, it's such a it's such a endeavor within you, whereas yeah. photography is like trial and error and like taste and like a whole bunch of other things, but it's not as I don't, I'm not emotionally wrung out after a photo shoot. I'm emotionally mm -hmm. wrung out after a writing session. Uh, yeah. You know what? Like, I'm glad to hear you say that. Not because I'm glad to hear that that happens to you, but, <laughs> but um, you know, like in the zine, there's way more photos than there are photos, uh, uh, images than there are, um, you know, then there are words, but the words is what took the longest. Okay, that's interesting. I'm glad you shared that. Yeah, definitely. It was very difficult to write for me. I, I'm not yeah. a, really a writer. I don't know if that's why, but it also was, you know, I was trying to say a lot in a short amount of time. Yeah. You know, and, and that that's it's really hard. And then to say the right thing. You know, because you could yeah. say you could just say something to say something, and you're kind of mean it, but then you might miss like the whole point. At, at, writing yeah. is tricky. Writing is tricky. Um, it is. But, I've also heard people say it's it's you put a lot of yourself into it. Mm -hmm. So like you're um like, you know, it's a you know the meme is like you're like the 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 writer is every is every character in the book is the writer essentially. Right. Right. And it because you're yeah. going off all your experiences, your memories, your this, your that. Yeah, that makes sense. I that makes I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad I brought it up. You hashing it out that way makes way more sense than I was trying. I was trying to figure out why the art form, like why the nuts and bolts of it, were I was more threatened by one or the other. But anyway, I'm going off. Yeah, yeah, I and mean, we're used to. We're also used to like 3D stuff, even though it's made by people. We're used to computer generated imagery. Yeah. You know, even even if there's a human involved, like, you know, if I'm using Photoshop, I'm it's mostly human. I mean, in, yeah. in the sense that the tools are just analogous to like say scissors or glue or paint or whatever, but 
but then you know if you're talking about like 3d the uh it gets a little bit more when you're talking about like the dynamics and the hair or the the water like things that you would it would take too long yeah. to animate you know in the yeah in yeah a the tools and shortcuts mm -hmm. well so I think you know it, i wonder if you took photoshop back to like when they were first developing the printing press and i wonder what ratio they would give the contraption versus the human inter interaction. <laughs> right. I yeah, they would be just some. They would be like they would be like, what are you doing? You you are only eyeballs and a finger. The rest is the computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, man. they'd be like, what is happening? I know. We're there though. We're yeah, the singularity is getting close. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, it's just odd. It's odd. Like uh. We've lived through the birth of the modern internet. Like there was mm -hmm. always like DARPAnet and all that stuff. But I'm right. talking about like, you know, the the mat like the the commercial internet. We we were yeah. there for that. We we've been alive since cryptocurrency, decentralized wealth transfer that mm -hmm. that that is governed by math and ledgers and no governing body, no per no no government entity. And mm -hmm. and then AI. Like that, yeah. that's, that's in our lifetime. <laughs> I know. I remember in high school, just fantasizing about VR, like thinking that was, oh, that's yeah. going to be trippy. I <laughs> uh, can't wait for that. It's like, oh yeah, we have it. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, fun. No big deal. No big you know deal. What, you know what VR really creeps me out about VR? I have like no memories in it. Have, have you oh, ever? Really? Have, I haven't right, really so... done it much. I haven't done it much. For one that was like completely fascinated and fantasizing about its arrival, once it came, I was just like, ah, not well, okay, interested. So, so when, I, when I got it, when I got my headset, I was in the Batcave moving stuff around, and it was so like cool. Batman. It was, yeah, it was, it was immersive. And I'm Whoa. looking around. I'm tilting my head, and like there's the waterfall. I'm underground. There's bats. I'm like solving a puzzle. And then other games just like that, just extremely immersive. But now when I'm trying to think of it now, my memory sees it in a 2D plane. I don't mm. remember it as an experience like I did when I was experienced. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I don't have any, like I couldn't dream about it. Right. Like it's, 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 it's like it didn't happen to me. It's like I, I it's Whoa. like I saw it. Well, what if they do that? What if they do get us into the coon pods or the little, the pod cities and then we're all in AIs or what do you what do you mean what, what would our memories be like like i don't know <laughs> that's disturbing well i, I know it's just i've I, it's always bothered me it's like is there something wrong because i i've asked multiple people that are that ha have played in vr and i'm like do you remember like the experience of like moving around and seeing all of this stuff like you were there like it feels like that when you're doing it but once you take the headset off i can't i just see it like my memory is just like I just see it as like a 2D screen, like a like let's a regular play on video YouTube. Game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't. I really don't know what that is, and that that for some reason unnerves me. It's like those, like like um, it's the same reason. Like okay, when I found out that people don't have an internal monologue, there's like people out there that don't have a voice in their head. What? Yeah. Oh, go. Oh man, dude. What? If you haven't heard this research. There are a lot of people. How do people. they know? <laughs> I, I know. Like, uh, my first question is like, well, how do, you know, how do you formulate what you're about to say before you say it? Or like, how, like, there's so many questions to that. Like, you don't have an internal monologue? There's a whole slew of them being interviewed by psychologists and their roommates and everything.
It's crazy. Whoa. Like I, I'm, I'm glad I like, have one. That, but like, like this reminds me of that. Whoa. Yeah. I get. Yeah. I was just gonna chalk it up to like you know like the, the, there's no touch. There's no you know body like oh, sense that's that, being okay, that, stimulated. That's way more comforting. Yes. <laughs> You know, only the eyes are being stimulated, so that's the only thing that's actually getting written down. That um, makes rest... okay. That makes that's comforting. For some reason, my brain was <laughs> like, uh, like trying to relate. Like, there's people without like a a mind voice, like without it. That's crazy. And, and so, for some reason, just because I don't have vivid memories in VR, I was, there was something yeah. wrong with me. <laughs> I know. Like, I would I would drink heavily, and uh, when I was drinking heavily, and you know, I didn't really have like dreams and then I yeah. stopped and then the dreams came back. But then yeah. like, uh, yeah, there was a point in it where I was like, Oh dude, did I just like break myself off from like the source? Yeah. You know, like yeah. I, it worried me. It worried me. Like, am I, de am I dead? Dude, the, the <laughs> same thing when I was a kid, I had, I had to have, uh, I had to have a surgery and like some uh, impacted wisdom teeth taken out. And when they put that you under anesthesia, it's nothing. There's no, not even blackness. It's like they Whoa. folded time. You're, you're out and then you're away. You, you're like counting. They're like count backwards from 10 or whatever. And you do it. You never make it. You, tr you as much as you fight it all of a sudden, nothing. And then you just wake up. It's like time was folded. And, yeah. that, and, and, and I remember like having to get, cause I already had an oral surgery. So I knew what it was like. And then I knew I had to get my wisdom teeth taken out. And, uh, I was like, I, I dreaded it because it de it does feel like, well, I'm, I could die. Like, like, cause once you're out there, there's, you have no control. Like you, you mm. there's no like, like, Oh, let me work on my breathing. Let me, let me like prevent a heart attack. There's none of that. There's no consciousness. It's just mm. nothing. And wow. that is what is terrifying. I yeah. absolutely hate anesthesia. Oh my God. I, I remember I, I got cut in the face on the edge of a pool and, yeah, it's just like lights out, and then like all of a sudden you're like, "Where am I?" Yeah, I don't like yeah. it when my brain isn't functioning, and it also disturbs me that my brain is basically hamburger. It's all just way too weird. It's like reality yeah. is too strange. It's, it is. It's like it's like the panic attack feeling in the grocery store. It's like th just existing is getting way too weird for me. I I hear you. I hear you. I've I've had those those moments. And I think, uh, <laughs> you know, that's kind of like, I don't know, maybe the edge that we need to get to, you know? Maybe, maybe we're on the right track. <laughs> hey, you know, you know what one thing that like hey. always disturbs them? Sorry, did I interrupt No, you? It, seemed, it sounded like you're cutting out for a second. Oh, I'm like, I'm like squirreling around in a wheelie okay. chair. Sorry. Okay. Um, so uh, one thing that always creeps me, like, uh, okay. I've I've had this thought where, uh, you know, where you're driving and you see like homeless people, or mm. or like you see a homeless person that's talking to themselves. Mm. They're like waving their arm, and they're like talking to them. They're having a complete conversation with themselves, and they're not. They haven't bathed in forever. Every now and then, I think, did that guy like see too much? Did did he <laughs> go a little too far? And like yeah. whatever is on the other side, our our hardware is our hardware is just not designed for and it just yeah. breaks it just breaks a person and these I think, and and like people disappear all the time bro 
I think it's probably. I mean, <laughs> I think the same thing. Like I, 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 I call them like I don't know if I should say it like this, but I put it together. I put that two concepts together of like schizophrenia, right? Yeah, that's kind of what we're talking about, and uh, the idea of the yokai. The, the sort of the Japanese idea of the like this sort of it's in every culture right it's this idea of these like little monsters little creatures uh right on the other side of the veil right right they, they, yeah. they slip in between they slip in between the clockwork elves the corner yeah. folk the shadow people the, the yeah. jesters <laughs> yeah I think there's a whole thing you know behind all that that uh that gets into the deep stuff you know like uh, the next zine that I'm gonna do, um, I, it's a debate whether it should be who are they, like, because everybody says who are they. Yeah. When you say they. Yeah. And break who's that down, but they. The, yeah, who's <laughs> they? But I want to do like you know like the they live poster, but oh like, dude, who, who are they? Dude, and, man, that and, is but the a other, good movie. The other one would be uh the mind altar, uh like the altar of a church, but like the mind on the altar. Um, Ooh, because like well, I like kind of, both of those. Yeah, I don't know which one to go with first. <laughs> I I feel like the uh, it it just really depends. Because uh, like what ended up happening with this zine is I had to break it up into few zines because it was getting too much. And it's like, yeah, okay, it's a it's a on... thick zine. Like I remember the times I would through some at like you know a bookstore or whatever in the back, and this this is a thick one. This is a that's that's a solid z a zine. Yeah, um, yeah. They, how long they does it take you? Okay, so this it should only take me a month or something, right? It yeah. should only take a, a short amount of time to put the images together and the ideas. But because this was kind of starting from zero, it took me like two years to go from there's nothing like the kill grid doesn't exist. There's no imagery, you know at all yeah. to the actual zine so like the the logo treatments and the images and the characters and the style and then the, it's actually the whole thing is a culmination of many ideas that kind of were back burner ideas for a long time um into this okay so like the logo works and all that stuff it that's about two years but like a z the zine i i think my goal once I've kind of fleshed out this workflow of the social media and the the printing and stuff, my goal is like to have it. I mean, quarterly would be nice, but I think it's probably going to be something like every six months. I mean, that's still not bad. I mean, yeah, that I mean that that's the thing. You're 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 trying to balance. Uh, your 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 mind is on quality like and mm -hmm. that is where it should be and i mean that just takes what it takes and uh like i i mean the the honest truth is six months is, is not that long the the older yeah, I it get, goes by I, fast yeah it does it does i i you're you're a little older than me does time start to like slow down a little bit no oh damn it yeah. i was hoping like I, i've been like really worried like a month feels like yesterday recently and it's kind of bothering me. I was, I was like, yeah. I wonder if there's something I could do to uh, slow the perception of time down a little. Yeah. You know, I think, I think it goes both ways in, in like, what do they, they call it? Like being present 
and then uh like I, you know I, I have a i have a three-year-old son and so like that that changed things in my mind as yeah. as it would uh and something i noticed is that yeah getting older like time speeds up or it, yeah. it feels it feels like you know what what would have been like oh man it's been a long week it's like it feels like three days it feels like really quick but yeah. it also slows down the moment so like uh having a child like forces you to be in the moment more yeah and and so then your experience slows down you remember more the quality of like an hour can sometimes have like a longer feeling to it so it kind of goes both ways um so i i would i would assume that lacking if you have a child or you don't have a child like then the 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 missing ingredient or the sort of like the the antecedent to like the speed up would be to just be more in the moment and don't let the moment get away from you i, I do like that i do like that i've 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 I also need to stop taking stimulants. That would help. <laughs> it just blows by. <laughs> I know, man. You're efficient, but man, yeah, you like it's something like your hippocampus just does not lay down as many detailed memories. It's kind of a blur, right, but you right. get everything done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the struggle, right? Like, I I should be posting more, or like I actually have a lot, lot coming, but not to oh, say cool. like I'm, but it's just like yeah the struggle of that that time management and then you know regular life and uh but yeah it's like the clock now with the social media is like every day every day every day be relevant be relevant you know yeah. it's like a, like a treadmill you don't want to fall off of and yeah i know um uh it's a uh, weird yeah it's weird i i mean lately i found myself uh like, I think I used to care a little bit more about what I, how, how I was presenting on my, like, wherever I would post my art. Mm. Um, lately, uh, just a culmination of things happen, and then I kind of, like, just care less. And it's made it easier for me to be consistent, because mm -hmm. I, I kind of don't care nearly as much as I used to. Like, not about the quality just how how everything is released and the micromanaging right. and the how how it's perceived this and that i just don't care about that stuff anymore i care i, care, I just want everything to be top notch as, as good as i can do um it's just i don't know there's a certain ingredient that i don't care about anymore. and and, and, I, yeah. and I, I honestly i feel happier i it's not as much of a grind like it, the other way stressed me out too much. And, and mm. also I, it prevented me from being consistent with like artistic posts, but. Right. Yeah. I, I, I'm trying, what I'm trying to figure out, I mean, maybe it's like obvious to many people, but just like, maybe I, I, I'm just dumb about it, but it's like, you know, there are different formats or what would you say? Like modalities to the social and they're all in competition with each other, whether it's the shorts or the stories. Oh, or the you things. mean like if you upload here, you need to also upload here and your timing. Well, and... well, just, yeah, like how to best use those things, because apparently all those things kind of matter to like whether people are going to see it. And I'm not like too like hung up on numbers per se, um, yeah. but like I want to be effective. Yeah. And so I'm trying to figure out like clever ways to like make each one of those work. 
you know, and like some of the things that I, I, I don't know if you noticed, I think, yeah, it's in the zine. Like I created that sort of Illuminati man. Um, He's like the basic yeah. Illuminati. Uh, little pyramid guy. Image. Yeah. Little pyramid guy. It's like, you know, figuring out these little ways to like interact with the the funny thing is like I'm trying to create social like stuff for social media to get people to get the like something like the zine to like interact with like get off of the social media. That's the that's yeah. the conundrum, right? It's yeah. like how do you communicate with people to tell them like, hey, this isn't good for you, <laughs> yeah, but then like it's... be relevant enough. By contributing. Well, it goes back to what you said. You have to like to to save the matrix. You got to continually jack in and out of it. Yeah. (laughs) So I think that's where we're at. Is how to get ahead and. You You know know what? What's really weird. More people I meet, like the economy is going to like a really weird like personality economy, like social media. Like mm. things are kind of like drifting, at least where I'm, I, what, the people I meet and see, it seems like things are drifting towards. You um, are the brand. Yeah. Like, and you yeah. have, to, and it's up to you, but there every now and then there's like a clever one around that I, that I meet that's like doing really well and they know how to leverage it. And, and, and it's really weird. Cause it, it's like some people do really well doing that and and it's like such a weird economy like i have parents that are like older than me and and seeing like what life was pre-internet like just mm-hmm. from their stories and photos and just all of that like i i feel like i have a good connection to that era just because of them and mm-hmm. it was just like you just had to it's weird watching period movies like set in the 70s and like I'm watching mm-hmm. one called like Love and Death. It's actually it's like funny and like really messed up, but it's it's like uh, it's I forget what it's on, but like this guy's at an office and there's papers, and and he has to be there, uh, <laughs> or like the things don't work, and and there has to be there has to be pe- like secretaries and people typing up stuff and keeping records and. And and then they go home, but they got to it, – it was so weird because my mind is like – without even me realizing it, my mind is like um, it takes that many people to like run a, a – that that particular company. Like what about – you know, my mind is so <laughs> now right. thinking like so well, all of that can be automa- automated. <laughs> like you don't need any of those people. <laughs> it's, it's really strange. So yeah. like – like really like company it seems like the way companies will go because there always has to be a human element otherwise like there's no point uh, unless like ai becomes you know self-aware and just ousts us as the point and now they're the point you know mm-hmm. um it what would it, the ai wear <laughs> what would it buy yeah, exactly <laughs> like it but no it, that's the that's the scary thing is like they we have all these deep-seated genetic uh uh, pathways that determine what we do day to day. Like you look at the average ad, it has something to do with your body, like right. something to do with your vessel. They, they and and all of that is uh, or or like uh, attract your attract. You want to attract this girl, this or that, or right. you want to smell this way. All, if you look at if you dissect every ad you see, it has to do with something about attracting a partner, um, or health. 
it's either it's either mm-hmm. uh, consumption of food, um, attracting a partner, or somehow repairing your vessel, your physical body. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. It's really just basically oh, or or entertainment. That's like a pastime, but Very but it's it's one of those four things. Yeah, distraction. Yeah. It's one of those four things. There's not a lot of other stuff, and and so we have all of this biological reasons. Are all of these weird little like we were talking about earlier? The, the complication of the city, right? That's like yeah, based yes, off of like yeah. this. Yeah, all these all these contraptions and boxes we've made <laughs> that are ultimately pointless. But when like if ai became sentient and just became the dominant species um what would their incent what would their that we don't know what their incentives were. like what are their desire they that we we're so polar opposite in our development there would be a completely different thing and we don't know what like uh i was arguing with this dude i was he was like yeah but at that point i don't think of it as sentient it's just like a virus i was like no it like because i was like if if the if if ai just took over and started leveling forests to put up solar panels he's like well that's just virus behavior it's it you may it may have like it may be clever and be able to talk like us but it does it doesn't have sentience i'm like that doesn't matter it it it, is like it doesn't care about the planet he's like exactly just like a virus like you're missing the point the the point is is that it is making the planet hospitable like why do people care if the planet's green oh the oh the earth has to be uh, alive and well we're poisoning it well why are you worried about that because if you kill the planet you kill you if ai takes over and levels for us it's doing that to terraform the planet for its its suiting like it has to have solar panels not air it could care less about oxygen so like it just because it it. (laughs) yeah just because it's doing a different way of colonizing its surroundings doesn't mean it's not sentient or it's operating like a virus we if you look at google maps and look at a timeline of human development we look like a virus they make that argument right they make that argument all the time yeah i mean we 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 look like if you just didn't zoom in it we look like a like an infestation (laughs) yeah like aphids on the bottom of a leaf yeah or like the way back the way we construct our cities the way we uh hollow out trees construct roads and then build cities around them when you look at a time lapse of that it looks like bacteria growing in a petri dish <laughs> right 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 it's almost like what... we're we're part of the fractal yeah the de- that the the sort of the depopulationist that's that's their main argument right oh, we're just a virus or right but, yeah, right. Can... but like and they, they but can you... <laughs> Oh, right, right. It's just the optics of it, right? They can utilize the optics. So, like, yeah, is 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 a, a, a is a, that's the thing is a yeah that it's a weird thing, you know. I think that people don't want to admit that they're you know wanting to save the planet is really just um, their fear of death. Um, yeah, the planet will be just fine when yeah. everyone's dead. It's yeah. not worried about anything. It never no. has. No, <laughs> we're at its whims. <laughs> yeah, there's greater, there's greater forces out there than us. Well, that is a really good note to end the podcast. Yeah. I think. What if we? I can't. What? What did we start?
was it one year time? Yeah, I think we're at uh, we're like two, three, almost three hours. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> like two All and right. a half, probably two and a half. We probably started at one thirty. This has been fun, and you are very much welcome back anytime. Just let me know. Right on. Uh, yeah, I we'll have things I want to. I definitely have things I want to talk to you about. Um, so yeah, that'd be and really appreciate appreciate you giving me the time and um we'll be on some projects together soon absolutely man this has been really fun uh birds of a feather has been yeah. great well glad uh, to meet you yeah glad to meet you well thanks audience for tuning in we will we'll be back next time <laughs>